You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Pastor Josiah, and we're joined once more by our Lost Creek campus pastor, Steve Felder. Hey, Josiah. Thanks for coming back with us today, Steve. My pleasure. Uh, we uh, want to talk about um, a topic that's of uh, fair interest to some people. Uh, get questions about this from time to time, and it's a pretty important topic, one that I think sometimes gets thrown to the wayside in most churches. I don't know if they think it's psychobabble or uh, what they right, think about right, it. It's yep. uh, one of those, you know, well, that's not really, that word doesn't show up in the Bible, so we're not going to talk about it. Correct. We want to talk to you today about boundaries. I guess just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about when we're talking about boundaries, what those are? We're not talking about like, you know, boundaries on a road. Right. Ba- we're talking about a, a relational concept. So when we're talking about boundaries in this context, Tell us what those are and and why we need them. Okay. Yeah, so boundaries are something that it's a way we negotiate this no man's land between influence and control. So if we lived in a world where everybody understood where influence ended and control began and how to influence people respectfully, in other words, if we were in heaven, uh, we we wouldn't (laughs) need boundaries. But since we are not in heaven, we're in a world in which, uh, you know, our kids, our mates, our uh, strangers, the person is checking us out at the store, the guy driving next to us, uh, the person we're on a date with, our grandkids, everybody around us is trying to negotiate how much influence they can have in another person's life, how much influence another person can have in their life. And when that... That gets mess that messy middle where influence blends into control uh, or disrespect, disrespectful influence. That's when boundaries are required. Yep. So it becomes a way of ne- of negotiating uh, or navigating that kind of whitewater in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So to put it simply, in boundaries, you've got to be able to hear no and say no. You've mm-hmm. got to be able to to know when a person is encroaching into your life. Uh, inappropriately and be able to say no and respectfully reinforce that or carry through on that. And what is true going, a uh, person trying to move from influence to control, you got to be able to say no to that person, but you also have to be able to hear no. So you're telling me there's more than one way that boundaries work. It's not just I learned to say no to people. Yeah, I think a lot of times when folks listen to the boundaries material, they often hear this as just me saying no to other people. They miss the part. You got to say no respectfully. (laughs) You know, that (laughs) part gets lost. Can't look at you and say, buzz off. (laughs) And the other side of it is that what is true of you needing to be able to say no to people encroaching into your life inappropriately You've got to be able to hear no when you're doing that same thing to other people because we're nose blind around it. You know, when <laughs> when we do it, we don't we're not as sensitive to it. And when a person's giving us the message that are saying, "Hey, you're making you're encroaching into my into my life beyond influence, and you're trying to control my choices uh, in an inappropriate way," then we've got to be able to hear no and uh, to respond respectfully. So, mm-hmm. and when you do this, I mean, not only do you do you negotiate these relationships with with difficult people like this. Well, you do it with normal, with the, the normal people in your life. We just, normal folks just read it much easier and it's a much less traumatic kind of 
interchange or negotiation. But when a person is behaving badly, when they when they become a jerk or a jerkette, you know, uh, <laughs> then That's when it gets much harder. <laughs> then you've got to deal with people who are behaving foolishly, or when we're behaving foolishly, and and that that then it gets it gets much more difficult. Mm. Yeah. So where do we need to develop boundaries in our lives? Because that seems like I could get kind of tricky trying to navigate those waters and figure out, okay, where, you know, where do I draw a line in terms of this yeah. as opposed to, oh, well, I'm not so worried about yeah. Yeah. You know, that. Well, I think that uh, being able to hear no and say no, those two things have to be played out in broad areas of our life. For example, how you think and choose. People are always going to influence your life. They're always going to have a say. Right. But when a person goes from wanting to have a say to wanting to have their way, mm -hmm. they move from influence to control. Uh, when they've taken away your choice, no longer do I get to evaluate whether you uh, <laughs> whether I agree with you or not. I just have to comply with it and and uh, bow to it, and or else I'm going to pay a terrible price for it. Then that moves from influence to control. So how we think and choose that's an area. Emotions there's. Lots of folks are uncomfortable with with emotions, and they will try to control you know control you. You shouldn't feel like that. You should feel like this. You know the. <laughs> That's I will weep at all the movies, Dad. Yeah, but you can't yeah. tell me I can't. <laughs> so if I if I relentlessly shame you and uh, you know and and chastise you for that, you know, there's this place where uh, question your manhood and all those kind of things. You know, no, um, Steve. Though so. Thinking, choosing, that's one area. Uh, your emotions, another area. Um, your physical body and the stuff you own, those boundaries around that kind of stuff. When a person picks up your phone and uses it without asking, well, that's a boundary violation. That's something mm. where you, you, you instinctively know they've gone too far. They've crossed a line. If they'd asked, you probably would have given it to them. But if they just <laughs> reach over and take it, there's something wrong with that. And your, phys your physical body, so that's part of it, your physical possessions. Your sexual life. Uh, what, a, what if a person has a right to walk into your life and touch you in a way that is sexual or to talk to you sexually, uh, to share a joke with you that has sexual innuendos, to be too friendly with you. <laughs> Those all things are boundary violations. And of yeah. course, there's the spiritual world where, you know, God's told me you're going to you should give him a hundred dollars, and I'll be the messenger. <laughs> you know, it's how convenient <laughs> for you. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I get a finders fee out of that. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, it's, it's in all those things where, where we take away choice from people and we become essentially God to them. Um, we want to take God-like qualities or quite God-like privileges. Uh, and mm. we don't want to just influence our choices respectfully. We want to in, encroach on their life and control their choices. Um, that's where boundaries come in or when somebody's trying to do that to us. They're trying to manage their emotions, uh, their, their insecurities, or they're trying to build a sense of self-worth by controlling our choices. Mm. All of those things become problems, and we have to have good boundaries to make that happen. So Yeah, so, I mean, that's a pretty wide variety of yeah. areas that you got to think about. <laughs> yeah, cuts across just about every area of your life. But those five big areas cover most of life. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so... We hinted at this at the beginning, uh, and it now begs the question, is this all psychobabble that was, you know, passed down to us by the man to yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. further control? Yeah. Or um, is it actually 
in the Bible do we see this concept appear right. uh, in the scriptures? Right. I don't think you'll find Jesus or Paul or any of the biblical writers saying, uh, and now about boundaries. <laughs> you know, it's you, you don't find that language, um, but you find them addressing this issue again yeah. and again. And of course, it's all predicated, it's all built on this basic premise that Jesus says the second most important thing in the kingdom of God is to know how to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And oh, by the way, that's even when your neighbor behaves badly and behaves like a jerk. <laughs> and even when, and he needs to know how to do that with you, even when you behave badly and you behave like a jerk. So uh, that principle of loving neighbor as you love yourself gets played out in boundaries. And when Jesus talks about it, probably two of the most uh, foundational principles that Jesus gave in the Sermon on the Mount about relationships uh, deal with boundaries. For example, he gives this... Uh, this principle that we affectionately call the hog and dog principle. Uh, <laughs> the, Flattering name. It, flat, yeah, yeah. Because it's a, it's a proverb. It's a proverb about, about dogs and pigs. And uh, he says, you don't give what is sacred to dogs and you don't give your pearls to pigs uh, because the dogs will take the sacred thing and turn around and tear you apart and the pigs will trample your pearls underfoot. And, mm -hmm. it, and so... He's not. He's not. He's using a physical illustration of how how wild dogs behave and how how just a normal pig behaves, and saying sometimes people behave like that. Yeah. Sometimes people when they when they have don't have boundaries, when they don't know where to stop in their life, uh, they will act like a wild dog. Who you give them a sacred thing, they ask you a, a a clear question about what you think, and you give them a sacred answer. You give them something from the Bible. They will turn around and tear you to pieces like a wild dog, because they don't respect the authority of what you built that on. The principle was, in a world of physical animal sacrifices, you would go to make a sacrifice. Uh, part of that sacrifice was you you used that meat, gave that to God, that life to God. Then you took some of this home. It was a fellowship sacrifice. Took some of that meat home, and you had 24 to 48 hours to eat it. Mm -hmm. Now the question became, what do you do with the rest of it if you don't eat it all? Well, there was a way to do, deal with that because that meat was now holy. It was dedicated to God. He said, what you don't do is walk out the back door to the wild dogs and hand it to them because those wild dogs will eat. The, they don't understand that sacred meat. Yeah. And they will not only eat the meat, they will tear you apart in the process. <laughs> he says, there are people who behave like that. They have no sensitivity around, the, around what is holy or sacred. And so when you give them holy things, they will just tear you apart and, and will not honor it. Likewise, he says, there's people who behave like, like a pig. They behave like hogs. Uh, you give them something valuable, your love, your, uh, your affection, your loyalty. You give them something like that, and they trample it underfoot hmm. because a pig looks at a pearl, he thinks... He thinks it's a carob, uh, a little a pea, a little a little pea that falls out of a carob pod. He thinks it's food, so he takes it up his mouth and begins to chew on it. And of course, it's hard, so he spits it out, looking for more food. And he tramples the pearl underfoot while he's looking for something else to eat. And mm. when you're dealing with people who don't know where to stop, who continually encroach on their life, they're being driven by something much different, and uh, they will trample valuable things, your life. Your your commitments, your uh, your gifts, whatever you, they'll trample that underfoot while they're looking for a way to validate their value. While they're looking for a way to 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 manage their own fears, yeah. they'll trample you underfoot. So 
there's people who behave like hogs and dogs, and Jesus didn't say, well, here's the deal. Shoot the shoot the dog and and slaughter the hog. You know, he, he didn't. A, yeah, it's probably he, for the best. Yeah, he said, "Don't give them this stuff. Set a boundary. Set a limit. Draw a line. Say, there's certain people that I don't share information with because they will misuse it. They will turn around and attack me with it. And so, yeah. Jesus did that." Uh, Paul did that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do that. There's a place, I think, of the example where Jesus, they came to Jesus one time and said, uh, yeah. said, well, you just cleansed the temple. You just drove the people out of the temple that were... By whose authority do you do this? Yeah, they were making money <laughs> off of you know, illegitimately and, and turned the temple into a den of thieves, he said. And he drove them out. And he said, you can't do that. And they came and said, by what authority do yeah. you do this? And they were asking for a spiritual answer to that question. Well, Jesus understood these guys were behaving like hogs and dogs, or at least he suspected it. And so he asked them another question. He said, I'll answer your question if you answer mine. Mm-hmm. And you remember he asked them. He says, by uh, what authority did John baptize? Yes. And so if they are legitimately asking a legitimate question and they answer the question, then he knows they're not acting like hogs and dogs. And he'll, right. he'll answer their question. But if they do an end run around it and refuse to answer an obvious question. Then he knows. Then he knows that they're act, they're bad actors <laughs> and he's going to set a <laughs> limit with them. And of course, they talk amongst themselves and say, well, if we if we say that he was from man, all the people are gonna John the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, John the Baptist was just from man. People are, they think he's a prophet. They're going to kill us. And if we say John the Baptist's baptism was from God, well, then he's going to ask us, why didn't you believe him? Why didn't you believe him? Why didn't you get <laughs> baptized? And then we'll be in a, in a double bind. So they come back to Jesus and say, oh, we, we, we can't answer your question. And he says, I won't answer yours. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a, is a, intellectual boundary, yeah. a spiritual boundary. And, uh, and he said, I'm, I'm not going to trust you with spiritual things because you'll turn around and tear me to pieces with it. So I'm not giving it to you. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. not giving it to you. So that would be protective boundaries when that's the ability to say no. Yeah. Okay. So that, that proverb becomes a, a way to, a, a teaching by Jesus on boundaries that says, yes, you've got to say no, uh, to, to, people who behave like hogs and dogs, or at least you suspect they're going to, and you have to be able to vet that. When you flip it around and say, what about, what about the other side? What about yeah. when I need to be proactive, when I need to hear no? Yeah. Well, Jesus gave another very cryptic statement that most of us know in that same passage in the Sermon on the Mount, and he said, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Do unto you. We call it the golden rule. Well, that is that is saying if you put that into boundaries, it's saying if you want people to honor your no, then you have got to be able to honor their no. Correct. Yep. That's the and that's the flip side of boundaries. If it's not okay for other people to control you, to ma- to manage their fears and insecurities and to build their sense of self worth, it's not okay for you or me to do that either. So, um, so anyway, th- those biblical principles uh, are foundational to how we do relationships, especially difficult relationships. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and we do them we do them all the time. I mean, 
I work out at uh, Planet Fitness, and if you behave badly, if you behave, you're slamming, you're slamming stuff around. There's a lunk alarm that goes off, <laughs> and uh, that lunk alarm says <laughs> says stop slamming the stuff. You've you've gone too far. You're not you're not being respectful with our material with our stuff. And everybody turns and looks and says who's who's who's, who's setting off the lunk alarm? Yeah, who, who, who's, and well, that's a boundary. In, even in business, they do this. So, um, uh, so it's and when a person doesn't. You know, doesn't listen to it. They don't hear the no. Of course, there's consequences. So, um, but <laughs> you lunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's not just a Christian thing. It's not, but it is a Christian thing. I mean, it's a Christian. It's a biblical principle, and it plays out in every area of our life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how could how could I visualize this in my life? How could our listeners visualize this in their life? What's okay. something that could guide this and give us a mental map for how yeah. this? If you think, yeah, if you think kind of something visually you could put in your head, um, think about like an egg, like an oblong circle, and with five different circles inside of it. So you got one big circle, and then you've got how you, how you, these five circles inside of it, how you think and choose, how you feel your emotions, your physical body and possessions, your sexual identity is another circle, and your spiritual uh, life. Those five circles within a big circle, within a big oblong circle, okay? Now, all those things are you. Mm-hmm. As those things become more and more clear and your preferences and your taste becomes clear and that, it becomes clear who you are. But there's also people who are going to influence you in all those five levels. Mm-hmm. Now, the question, if you put a zipper all the way around that big egg on the outside that's mm-hmm. encasing all those things, you got a big circle around this, and a zipper is on going all the way around it. So that can be, that can be unzipped, and somebody can come inside that and influence those five areas of your life. Mm-hmm. you got to have a zipper to let people in, or else... You you don't benefit from relationships, and right. they don't enrich your life. Mm-hmm. You become walled off, and you're only as you you're only as wise as you can figure out on your own, and you and you live a very lonely life. <laughs> um, so if you live behind walls, it doesn't work. So if there's a zipper, that zipper can unzip and let people in in certain areas, and zip up and keep them out. Okay, so we've got a zipper. Now the question is, is the is the handle of that zipper on the inside of your life or the outside? Ah, uh, yes. If it's on the outside, you become a victim because yeah. people who don't know when to stop, who are going to manage their emotions, their insecurities, and try to build their sense of self-worth by controlling your choices, they're going to walk into your life, unzip your life, tell you what to think, what you should choose, how you should feel. They're going to take advantage of you physically and of your stuff. They're going to sexually violate you, and they're going to spiritually pummel you with their opinions. <laughs> and then they're going to zip you back up, walk away. You're going to be devastated, and they're going to feel great, <laughs> you know, because they've they've got uh, another yeah. scalp on their belt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the, the issue here is if the zipper's on the outside, then other people are always in control of that. The key is get the zipper on the inside. So when a person comes in and says, hey, have you, what's your opinion about X, Y, or Z? You know, give me, what's your opinion? You have a choice. The zipper's on the inside, just like Jesus said, you tell me this answer, I'll tell you mine. You yeah. show me what you, what you say about this, I'll tell you what I think about that. And so he gave him a test. So when, whenever a person comes to you and wants into your life around those five areas, the basics are you have three choices. Yes, I'm going to unzip my life and let that person in, let them influence my life, but I'm not going to let them control me. Yep. No, I don't need the influence. I don't want the influence. I don't want your input. Thank you very much. Or I need more information, mm-hmm. which is what Jesus did. 
Yeah. He said, I need more information. Give me answer to this question. I'll know if it's safe to answer yours. And uh, <laughs> of course it wasn't. So I need more information when to know I'm not answering your question. Uh, so every one of these, you get this, this zipper around your life. If the zipper's on the outside, other people control whether they get to come in and how much they get to encroach on your life. And if the zipper's on the inside, you get to control that. Yeah, that's a pretty helpful visual. I mean, that'll that'll stick right up on up up here in my uh, my <laughs> even my little noggin. It'll stick up there. So, are there any resources we have for our folks that if this is something they're interested in, they want to learn more about, or they think, sure. man, golly, you know, I'd actually like to uh, act on this, you know, yep, get a yep. little more into this. Do we uh, do we have anything to help our folks with that? Yeah, there was a very influential book that was written a number of years ago by two guys named Cloud and Townsend. It was called Boundaries, and it's very helpful. And, and of course, that book has been, the chapters or the sections of that book have been built into separate books. So if there's a section on how to have boundaries with parents with kids, that whole thing has become now blown up into a book, how to have boundaries uh-huh. with kids, how to, how to have boundaries in dating has been blown up into a book. So the, yeah. the initial book covers a wide range of things. And then there's been a whole family of books that have taken the concepts in that and then fleshed them out more fully. So mm. there's a real family of books around that. And that's a very helpful resource. When it comes to uh, Horizons, uh, we teach a intensive called Hope's Crossing. And uh, in that, we deal with boundaries. It's at the heart of this section that's uh, called Building Foundations, I think it's called. It's half of, uh, of one of the intensives we do in Hope's Crossing. But that can be taken live in an intensive, or we have it. Uh, we have those live sessions have been videotaped, and uh-huh. uh, they are in our resource closet, and you can buy, I think it's 20 bucks, you can buy maybe, there may be seven, six or seven uh, DVDs in that with Mm -hmm. a booklet that goes with it, a guide, that kind of thing. Um, And of course, if you understand the principle intellectually, but you really have trouble saying no. (laughs) Yes, the key key act. (laughs) Or you really have trouble, you know you should hear no, but you you just... Just can't. Well, the person who can't say no becomes a victim, and the person who can't hear no becomes an offender. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't hear no, can't say no, you know you should, you know where, but you don't seem to be able to, then take that into a 12-step process. Go into a 12-step group, identify how is my life, I want to build boundaries around these things, I need to be able to say no, I need to be able to hear no, and I need to be able to say no respectfully, I need to hear no and limit myself and not be a bad actor. If you can't seem to pull that off by knowledge and understanding it, principle, there's probably some emotional knots that need to be untied, and a 12-step process will help you do that. Yeah, awesome. Well, that was a super helpful discussion, as even for me, you know. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't apparently know half the, half the thing, you know. Now I, may, maybe I'll be able to hear no better. There you go. There you go. It's, it's all part of the deal. Don't, don't set Say up the no. lunk alarm. You know. <laughs> uh, Steve, thank you as always for uh, contributing to this great discussion. My pleasure. And for those of you who maybe you have more questions about boundaries, maybe you have random questions about any other number of things, you can send those questions to podcast at horizonschurch.net and maybe we'll answer one of those on an episode one of these days and that will be stellar for you and stellar for your friends. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, Steve, thank you so much again for joining us, and we'll, uh, we'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.